What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, we are going to do the Miami Marlins 2021 season recap and an outlook for what we can expect to see in 2022. So, the Marlins ended up having a disappointing 2021 season after riding a bit of a high. You know, they made the postseason, the expanded postseason in 2020, you know, that shortened pandemic you know, season, they, 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 they shocked a lot of people, made the playoffs, but, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that, you know, it was very odd and unsustainable over a, a real season, but nonetheless, they did come in with, with some expectations. Um, but I mean, this year was definitely something that was on a learning curve for them. While a number of their players did have their seasons cut short due to injuries. I mean, you had right-hander Pablo Lopez, who missed most of the second half with a right rotator cuff strain. First baseman Jesus Aguilar dealt with left knee inflammation and was out since September 8 before undergoing surgery You know, late in the year. Um, John Birdie had a laceration back of his hand, back of his head, I'm sorry, after taking a pitch there in July that he would miss the rest of the season. Third baseman Brian Anderson, you know, had surgery to... Repairs left shoulder. The list goes on and on and on. But, I mean, at the trade deadline, the Marlins front office... I mean, it's not that... First of all, let me start by saying not that the Marlins expected to be really, really good this year. But they definitely, you know, like I said, they're riding a high off of 2020 and maybe thought that they could find some magic and maybe, maybe be around 500 this season. But the front office knew that it was a lost year, you know, by the trade deadline. and Because they were well under 500 at the time. So in the week leading up to the deadline, they made four separate trades. They parted ways with Stalling Marte and Adam Duvall, right-handers Yimmy Garcia and John Curtis. And then in return, they received lefty Jesus Luzardo, outfielder Brian De La Cruz, righty Austin Pruitt, catchers Alex Jackson and Peyton Henry. The biggest return they got was Luzardo. I mean, he was a former first overall prospect with Oakland Athletics, and he could... He could turn into a formidable arm for Miami if he can regain some of that, some of that, um, I don't know, some of that talent, honestly, because he, he completely fell apart in Oakland. He, he didn't look like a, a former top prospect in baseball for some reason. But if Kazanian is still young, you know, um, you know, someone in his 20s, uh, you know, I think he's like 24, Jesus Luzardo definitely could be something if, if things go right. If things go right with the Marlins, but we'll see. We'll see. So overall, they went the Marlins went 67 and 95 on the season, finished fourth in the NL East and missed the playoffs. But I would say the player who had the best overall performance for them last year, um, well, position player. Let me break it up into position player and pitcher, Jazz Chisholm. So he had a great rookie season for the Marlins. I mean, he, he was really good. And flashed some some really good tools, especially his power and speed. 18 homers, 23 stolen bases. But, you know, as a 23-year-old, he did have his share of struggles. He really does need to work on his defense. He had minus 4 outs above average and minus 2.6 ultimate zone rating. Overall, he does have a lot that he can build on after threatening for a 2020 season. Probably would have had the 2020 season if he didn't, you know, miss a lot, a lot of time with injuries, which he did. But he still put together some pretty good counting stats over 
you know what total to 124 games for himself. But the reality is the Marlins were snake bit by injuries and they weren't able to bounce back like they did in 2020 with the COVID issues. But um, overall performance, I give it to Jazz Chisholm because he was there all year. I mean, before, I mean, other than that, like before the trade deadline, it was Starling Marte for sure. Um, he had been the MVP before, most valuable player for sure, uh, before they traded him. I mean, even at 32, he had a 3.4 fan graphs war at 138 weight runs created plus in 64 games prior to the trade. And he was also one of their best defensive players. But, you know, he was he was only there for 64 games and then he, he was shipped off. So this, this will go to Jazz Chisholm since he was there all year. But the Marlins were one of the worst offensive teams in the league. I mean, they ranked 27th in weighted runs created plus, 28th in average, and 29th in OPS. They were dead last for the strikeout to walk rate. Their offense was really bad. So that's why you can see this season and going into 2022, they're looking to beef up that offense. You know, they went out and they got Avisayo Garcia. You know, there's still, you know, rumors or reports are saying that they're still trying to add another bat after this lockout is over because they know that they need to beef up their offense. That's that's something that they've obviously identified. Last year, as I said, between 27th to 29th in all those categories, that's one of the worst teams in all of Major League Baseball with the bat. For pitching, they were much better, actually. They were really good, actually. Eighth in FIP, and then 14th in WHIP, 15th in Sierra. You know, those numbers I just mentioned, especially FIP and Sierra, 4.01, 4.17, those are ERA estimators. You know, you're talking about a team who, whose peripheral numbers suggest they should be like in the low fours in ERA. That's what that means. So, yeah, okay, so I, I mentioned their, their best their best position player. I would say then their best pitcher. I mean, I'm going to give this to Trevor Rogers. Yes, you could make the argument for Sandy Alcantara because he he threw the whole season. He didn't miss any time, and he was outstanding. But if you just look at talent, I have to lean in the way of Trevor Rodgers because he still honestly had a, a very good year in the totality of it, even though he missed some time at the back end. But you know, I'm still going to give, give it to him. He led all Miami starters with ERA with 2.64, Fangraphs war 4.2, strikeout rate 28.5. He did that in 25 starts. So that's eight fewer starts than Sandy Alcantara, but he did – Make the All Star team. He was an All Star, and he was a final. He was a finalist for NL Rookie of the Year. I mean, he didn't win it. I think that's mostly because he, like I said, he missed, you know, basically what almost two months worth of starts or a month and a half worth of starts. But he was really good. He was really good, and it's good to see from a young player. I mean, you're talking about a, a homegrown. I think Trevor Rogers. Yeah, a homegrown player left-handed starter who's going to be around for a while making the all-star team that's definitely going to make the Marlins excited but they have more like I said their pitching is good you know Sandy Alcantara is there um in the bullpen Dylan Floro I mean the Marlins bullpen you could actually say that was the best part of their team Dylan Floro led that charge he had a 2.81 ERA and led relievers with a one and a half fan graphs war so he was acquired from the Dodgers in the offseason. He turned out to be a really big pickup from there, uh, for them. So, yeah, that's 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 what 
we're dealing with with the Marlins. This is just a team that I would say, if you want to look at what's next, they have to make drastic changes to their hitting. They've already started doing that. And they could use some of their starting pitching depth in the majors and farm system to trade for some bats. But, you know, outfield really is a big need. They got Garcia. They'll have to get another. But that's where they stand right now. They're still making strides. And the Marlins are... They're trending up. They're still they're 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 still going to be swimming near the bottom of the barrel in 2022. But they are trending in the right direction because they do have some really good young pieces. That's also very key. The, the pitchers they have on that staff are very good. They're young and cost controlled, so that goes in their favor for sure when it comes to building a roster. But that's gonna do it for today, folks. That'll be it. If you enjoyed this. Please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.